When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to the Future Cast on the Player Profiler Radio Network and YouTube channel. I am Cody Carpentier. You can find me on Twitter at Carpentier NFL. And with me this week is my boys, Theo G, Theo Greminger. You can find him on Twitter at Theo G Fantasy and Maddie Kiwum at Maddie Kiwum on Twitter. Boys, how the hell are we doing? It's Friday. The schedule's out. What's up? I love it. I mean, it's so exciting to get these schedule releases. And it's so exciting to be on FutureCast, my first time in here. Same. This is my first time. No better time to come in than on a nice little Friday afternoon. It's beautiful up here in Massachusetts. It's a great day. Is somebody doing construction back there? I can hear some, I can hear some little bang, bang, bang. That's me, but I'll go mute, Cody. I'll- you're, good. you're good. I just lost my fucking <laughs> camera banging on the goddamn table. We're off to a great start here. Um, but I appreciate you guys hopping on here because the, Theo brought this one up the other day. He's like, man, we should, do, we should really do an NFL schedule show. And I said, man... That's a great idea because there was nothing really planned at all. And of course, the schedule. What what other thing in the NFL would they think of to say, well, guess what? It's May. The draft is over. Let's uh schedule means a lot. So I mean, we're just gonna continue to push this thing. It's now mid-May and mm-hmm. the season starts what it's I mean, technically it started like last week with the rookie OTAs, and now we're gonna have OTAs next month. And this thing quite literally never stops. Never. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about the 2023 schedule today. And first, we're going to take a little stop by one of our sponsors. I'm going to be right back. We're going to run through the entire 2023 NFL schedule. So stay tuned in, stay tapped in, and we'll be right back. Oh, hey, it's Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools, a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also Breakout Finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall Breakout Finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players. And then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on Player X, I pull out the Breakout Finder and BAM! There he is. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's five bucks to get the Breakout Finder and then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. Ate a bunch of Skittles. Now I gotta fucking drink a bunch of water and piss a lot and all that. The whole, the whole, uh, the whole cycle continues. Uh, the the offseason balance, 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 Cody. Balance. Ba- balance. That's so. We went to this concert there night. Now I'm gonna go off, but went to this concert there night, and I'm not gonna buy snacks and shit at a concert because it's 
eight dollars for a bag yep. of Skittles. So we stop at the grocery, the gas station before we go in. I'm like, I'm gonna get two big bags of Skittles. Sneak them in. Go in there. We each buy a beer. <laughs> each buy a water. And uh, I start eating Skittles as we're waiting for this concert to start. And I'm like, fuck, this is a terrible idea because it's oh, dry. Uh, uh. Beer was gone before the concert started. I had to go back upstairs to get another water. I was like, this is completely off the rails. Bad idea. But and then you're full of sugar. Um, let's talk about this 2023 schedule. Up. What do you think, boys? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, and you're all hopped it. up, sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole nine yards. Um, let's let's start talking about this though. The 2023 NFL schedule came out uh, just last night, 8 p.m. on on live TV because that's what the NFL likes to do. Let's talk about some of the best and worst schedules for the fantasy regular season and for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Maddie, you got anywhere you want to start with? So a team that I like in terms of the schedule initial release yesterday is the Ravens. Uh, I really like, I think they have a pretty easy schedule uh, pretty much for the whole season. And when you look at their playoff, you zoom in on weeks 15, 16, 17, you have one horrible team spot. They play at San Francisco on Christmas day. Mm. That's week 16. That's terrible. But if you, if you can get past that, you got Jacksonville week 15, which could be a shootout in Florida. Sunshine State looking good for Lamar. And then week 17, you have the Dream Ravens matchup at home against the Miami Dolphins. And Lamar has torched the Dolphins seemingly every single year. So if there's a few track meets to end the season for the Ravens, I'd love that schedule for them. Yeah, for me... I, a couple of schedules stand out. I like to look at the teams that we can get an early head start on. And I think the team with the easiest schedule to start the year is the New Orleans Saints. They have, like, if you're looking for a streaming defense in, like, an early best ball, um, or if you're in an early type draft, the Saints start the year with Tennessee in New Orleans. They start the year with then Carolina, then Green Bay, then Tampa Bay, then New, New England, and then the Texans. I'm going to mute this, Cody, until I can and get a little of these guys to be quiet. You're good, bro. You're good, bro. Don't yeah. worry about it. So I think the Baltimore one is, is interesting because you look at that playoff schedule. It's stupid silly, right? You got the Sunday night game against Jacksonville. Then you got to go to San Francisco. And then you got Miami. So like on the surface, it's an interesting one. You got the Christmas game. You got Miami as well. Um, I think another interesting one, as always, is the Tennessee Titans. The, the mad scientist brings it up in the chat right now. Derrick Henry's playoff schedule is Houston, Seattle, Houston. He gets Houston twice in December. Why not? I feel like they always see that one up. The question is, though, will Derrick Henry be – will he be ready? Will, will he be healthy? Will he be on the field at that point in the season? Because if he is – is the big dog a league winner? That's that's going to be the question again. Um, you brought up Baltimore a second ago as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking on Warren Sharp. He had a great little write-up here uh, just going through a lot of these, these teams and kind of situations. Teams with three straight home games with no buys, the Ravens week 9, 10, 11, as well as going into that, teams with three straight road games. So they go three straight road games week 4, 5, 6. 6 is in London. And then 9, 10, 11, three straight home games. So only a couple teams have those situations, uh, including Baltimore itself. Baltimore also has four primetime games. When you're looking at the the regular season or the start of the season, let's say, um, you want to get ahead on some of these guys maybe as far as the ADP goes or as far as you know, maybe you're playing Dynasty and you want to – have a guy that starts hot, but you're like, I know he's not going to last. I know he's not going to stay the course 
week seven, eight, nine, ten. I think week one through five, you get a good pop and you can sell him. It is it, first off, Theo, you've played Dynasty longer than me and Maddie combined, probably. Is there is that is that fake? Is that a fake thought? First off, you can. Is there enough fish out there to make a deal where you're like, yeah, this guy like a Corey Davis, if if he has a, the he's still in the Jets. He's a good good first four weeks. Is there anybody that's gonna like make a move for that guy? Second, first off, and then secondly, is there any teams that you're looking at for that situation? So for me, I feel like the the early season, I I look for defensive matchups because I think that a lot of times it doesn't really like things seem to even themselves out when it comes to offensive players. Like, hey, maybe you get a good start from like a running back if you if you see some advantageous matchups. Like some of these older backs, uh, if they have like a cake schedule to start out, oftentimes you can get to a nice head start. But for me, I think that the one thing that we're pretty good at is identifying the bad offenses. Like a couple of them will kind of over outpunch their weight class, but like you can identify teams that are that are going to really struggle. We know oftentimes the rookie QBs start the year out slow. Mm-hmm. A lot of times mm-hmm. experienced QBs start the year out slow. So when I have an opportunity to grab a defense for those matchups, it can save me some fab money. It also, you know, saves me, you know, any kind of headache. I might be able to like upset it and forget it. Cause if you play a lot of teams, if you have a lot of teams, you don't want to have to continually worry week in week out about streaming defenses. Obviously it's a great strategy, but if you can avoid it, it definitely saves you some time. I, like I know it. this, I like this it. team's uh, going to have a, a strong defense anyway, but if you are in the leagues with DSTs, if you can get out ahead and grab the Eagles, their first three games look really nice at new England, which I mean, boys, they're going to celebrate Tom Brady and then proceed to get, their asses kicked by the defending NFC champs, which is rough. But they have Minnesota after that, which I don't love, but it's good enough because you know how Kirk Cousins is mistake prone. And then in week three, they followed up with a game against the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. So the Eagles could come out sacking the entire planet in those first three games, getting after it and really helping you out. So if you are in those leagues with DSTs still, maybe make a little bit of priority to get the Eagles a little bit earlier than expected. Not crazy, but a little bit earlier. I love that, Maddie, because the Eagles also have that back end schedule, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for the fantasy playoffs. So, like, the Eagles are super expensive. I tweeted this earlier, but they're set to smash in, in the fantasy playoffs. Um, you know, I think the one fear would be like they have one of the cakiest week 17 games going. It's that Arizona game against oh, yeah. a team that could be playing for the number one pick in the NFL draft. Uh, yep. And they, they play them week 17. They also play the New York Giants on week 16. And the mm-hmm. Eagles just put it on the Giants last year. So things can change year to year, but the Eagles hung, I believe it was 38 in the in the fantasy playoffs on them, and they mm-hmm. hung 48 on them in one of the regular season games. So, uh, And then the, the other game was at Seattle, which is always kind of tricky, but at Seattle to me kind of screams a game where there's going to be points. That's not going to be just a, you know, a, a take the air out of the football type game. Both of those teams are going to have effective offenses. Usually the weather's decent in Seattle, uh, so that's uh that's a team, Maddie, that costs a lot, mm-hmm. but they might be it. Like the Eagles, the one fear would be they rest guys against Arizona in week yeah. 17, which would just be, but that that's another thing. It's like you can't ever kind of predict that. It's the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. like things bounce your way one year, you're a 14 win team, and then the next year you're still really, really good, but you won eleven games and a couple of close losses came your way. Like that sort of thing happens. Definitely. I like that. 
the, the the Philadelphia Eagles, like you said, they start with New England. They have Minnesota at home. Then they go to Tampa at home against Washington, and they finish up the season with the fantasy playoffs in December with at Dallas, at Seattle, home against the Giants, home against Arizona, and then at the Giants. The Super Bowl opponent for the Philadelphia Eagles this last year did draw the home opener, of course, Thursday night against against not the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Chargers, not the the Broncos, not the you know uh, Las Vegas Raiders, not Buffalo, Detroit. The most fun what, team this, they could have. Was this a shocker for any either of you guys that it was like Detroit, Detroit? Because this is almost like. It's it's obviously not um, Super Bowl level, but it's like it's the opening fucking game. Like Detroit, if you had told Detroit fans this maybe five years ago, like, hey guys, 2024, 2023, you're gonna open the season opener against the Chiefs. Like what do you what do you like? Was it were you shocked to see this? It's amazing for Lions fans, but it could be one of those things where you're really, really happy. <laughs> And then you're really, really sad a couple of quarters later because <laughs> by halftime, that is that yeah. is not that is that is a difficult, difficult matchup to say the least to open it up. I yeah. mean, Super Bowl champs always win and cover. I mean, that's just like a, a usual thing. Last year, of course, uh, the Rams got steamrolled. Cody, we were yep. in Las Vegas watching that game, and that game was over pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, this could be similar, and I don't know. I feel like the NFL they want to kind of put these teams that they think are going to take a big step forward kind of in prime time where you have like Detroit, Chicago, and the jets are all in like really big spots. And the NFL is really trying to feature them. It's always a great story. They're starving fan bases. They all have like a a path towards winning a number of games this year. And the NFL is putting them right in your face, but that's one of those like, uh, uh, F around, and I don't know the cursing policy on the future cast, but it's like a an F around and find out. Uh, you know, you want Kansas City now, you got to go play Kansas City on the road. Uh, that's uh, that's a tough one on banner night. That is tough, on but it also I think it does show that the NFL it just they continue to lean into the gamblers and the fantasy players because you know your rah rah gridiron boys they're gonna see lions and hate this. But all your sharps, all the people who play fantasy football or gamble, see this matchup as a super fun opening night. And opening night has been fun over the last few years. I remember Buccaneers Dallas was at two years ago. That was a shootout. Last year, even though the game wasn't great, there was a ton of fantasy points to go around. So you look at this Lions Chiefs matchup, you got golf versus Mahomes. Remember the last time they went off in a primetime game? Yes. It was 672 total points scored that game. So mm-hmm. I think that this is just the NFL further showing that, hey, we know where our core audience lies. They like to gamble. They like to play fantasy. Let's put a couple of really important fantasy teams on opening night on Thursday. Jameer so Gibbs will about- have a 20-pointer to start out his NFL oh, career, Cody. He's, oh, they're going to be bonkos that night. Jameer Gibbs is going to catch be the- so many balls in the second half. I was yeah. gonna say he's gonna be he's gonna be you think he's gonna be borderline first round pick. You're talking redraft then when those drafts happen the day after. Yeah, that's uh we we talked about that with John Daigle on first yep. class fantasy that Jameer Gibbs is gonna be like that guy that you're getting in the third round, and then all of a sudden that Thursday night game happens and all the Vegas drafts, he's gonna go like you know, uh, twelve overall. Yeah, it's yep. it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be wild. It's a perfect game flow for him. It's great for Amon Ross St. Brown, but yeah, for the real life football, that's a tough one. <laughs> All right, so the Chiefs open up 
again, they get Detroit at home, then they go to Jacksonville, and then they are back at home against Chicago. So they're getting these young teams. They're trying to to push in there, and that's where Kansas City starts. They're like, all right, boys, you guys are going to have these primetime games. Chicago's got four. Detroit's got four. Jacksonville's ready to take that next step. They do not have four primetime games. Uh, they have three. And it's like Kansas City, you guys are going to – you have to go through the champs right away. The, the interesting thing you talked about a minute ago, though, with the Chiefs – I want to stay on the Chiefs here. You talked about this with the Eagles was the end of the year having these games against like the Giants and the Cardinals where will they need to put forth any output against the Cardinals. Look at the Chiefs' end-of-year schedule. They NFL didn't do them any favors as far as I mean, they did them favors as far as like seeding goes for the AFC because we know Chiefs are going to be in it, but it's it's quite literally Buffalo, New England, Vegas, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Week 17, and then the Chargers. Like those are going to be those are all going to be good games, and they're going to have to play yeah. the whole way through. the The early part of this Chiefs schedule, you could say, is pretty friendly. The Detroit, Jacksonville, Chicago. Sunday night against the Jets at Minnesota, Thursday night against Denver at home, Chargers at home at Denver. They got to go to Germany to play Miami. They get a bye. And then it's like, okay, we got to come back home Monday night, host the Eagles, and then it's off and running. They could be undefeated, you know, if they beat Miami in, in Germany and come back home. And then I think the stretch gets real. The Chiefs, though, there's not a outside of obviously Kelsey and Mahomes on the surface right now, there's not a ton of uh right now i'd say fantasy guys that you'd be looking at to be like okay i'm going to count him to be my being my championship guy so does that mean there's value is there is there value you think in any of these chiefs guys i mean to me if we think the chiefs are going to win a lot of games this year which they will uh then sixth round isaiah pacheco is absolutely a value because they haven't added any running backs that can challenge him for carries um you know that mckinnon will get his share of the work out of the receiving game but like we remember how Clyde Edwards Hilaire had that fantastic touchdown start to last year, mm-hmm. just falling in the end zone and put and putting up low end RB1 numbers. Like Pacheco has such a violent running style, um, and he's so you know potentially effective around the goal line that he could he could get off to a fantastic start, um, you know, for the Chiefs. And like you said, uh, Cody, if if he can survive the entire season and and hold up healthy. They have that Bengals in championship week, week 17, and mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Kansas City, anytime they play, there's an opportunity for a shootout. I like it, and that'll be the Tyreek and uh, Chiefs game, but it's not going to be in Kansas City. It'll be in Germany. Now, the yeah. question I asked in the email to you guys, uh, well, you know, who's some of the best matchups, the worst matchups for this stuff? But then I said, uh, what weeks are going to fuck us for fantasy, quite frankly? <laughs> Right. Straight to the point. Is there a week in this schedule where you're going to be playing DFS? Uh, this is this, this, the one week every year. Everyone's playing DFS. And then all of a sudden, everyone just gets nukes. They're like, God damn, this week sucked. Is there a week on the schedule that you saw where it's like DFS is going to suck? Fantasy is going to suck. It's going to be the lowest point total game. You're going to be averaging 160 and everybody's going to score 90 that week in fantasy. Is there a week out there? So I, I got two that I jotted down. Uh, one week 13, that's going to be the bye week from hell. 
Uh, we're going to be missing our Ravens, Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Giants. We're talking about mm-hmm. super marquee fantasy players in a game that will probably matter for a lot of us fantasy managers. So that sucks. And then on top of the, the people that you're missing, you're also going to see San Francisco versus Philadelphia, which I know that looks like a fun game. It's definitely a good football game, but we're talking about two possible t- elite defenses squaring away with massive playoff implications so you could see a downright gritty game there so that may not be super conducive to a lot of fantasy points and you also have the chargers going to new england that week and we know what west coast teams do when they have to travel across the country they take a bit of a hit so if we're losing all the teams in the buys we're also maybe getting a less than stellar performances from our Niners, Eagles, and Chargers. There's a lot missing there. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks. So your super flex leagues are going to have a lot of trouble there. Now, I got another one, but I want to hear Theo's thoughts because I don't want to take both of his in case this one is also his. No, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Week 13, anytime you have less games to choose from, you know the really chalky players are going to be taken. Mm -hmm. So it already makes it more difficult to hit like a perfect type lineup. Um, and I was going to say that the 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 weeks that are really bad by week wise, you nailed it with week thirteen, and then week seven is also really tricky with the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Panthers, the Texans, and the Titans on by. So that, those two weeks are really annoying. I think that like the one thing that's uh, a big win for fantasy players is that we've had to deal with week fourteen buys the last mm-hmm. few years, but mercifully the nfl took it away it's 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 arizona uh, and it's washington so it's no yeah. like true marquee take those players teams and, away yeah and, and unless kyler makes a big comeback it's only going to take away one quarterback you know mm-hmm. let's not even let's not even let's not even put that into the atmosphere there huh because that'll yeah. that would be a, a late season <laughs> ad and you get kyler and it's like yeah i got cut shit nope no. um so that's interesting. I also you bring up that that Chargers New England game in week thir- in week uh, thirteen. I can tell you right now that one is going to be a that that just feels like the classic trap. Like I know it's oh yeah literally May, but Chargers going to New England with Bill. I'm just like, yeah, that's going to be a win for you, New England. Do you remember the last time that Justin Herbert went into New England? Maddie was that was no, it the seventeen-zero game? Or they the beat the hell out of them. They, they went the to LA, LA and beat the hell oh, was, out of them. Okay, so it was to LA. Yeah, okay, they went to Herbert's home field and kicked the shit out of them. He had a horrible game. He looked one of the worst games he's ever looked in a professional uniform. Was that game? Belichick does have a way. He's old. Forty-five-zero. Yeah. Yep. And his rookie they year. I that worked at ten. His rookie year, but he was ripping his rookie season on like a really nice stretch. And I believe, and Belichick just went in there and, and did like. Occasionally, Belichick just has the perfect, perfect game plan defensively, and it's over. That's it. The game's over. And honestly, that's kind of why the other week that I think could be troublesome. I'm not really worrying about it now. It's too, too far out. But week 15 has a smattering of very important fantasy players squaring off in games that may not go in fantasy's favor. We have Casey in New England. Uh, Again, we're talking about the end of the season. It's going to be cold, gritty, tough game. Philadelphia in Seattle again Seattle in December not fun could be a game where teams are willing to win 13-10 and get the fuck out of there and then Dallas at Buffalo we saw this past year how when we Buffalo went to Chicago and eliminated a ton of fantasy rosters because of that crazy wind game in Chicago. So you have to be a little bit of take a little bit of caution obviously we can't predict weather reports this far out 
But when we see New England has a home game in week 15, Seattle has a a home game in week 15, and Buffalo has a home game in week 15, we're talking about six teams. At least five of them have a lot of fantasy-relevant players. So that is going to be a week that I think we, if we can survive that week or if it doesn't end up being as bad as it could be, we will be very relieved because those, you know, those six Dallas, Buffalo, Seattle, Philadelphia, Kansas City, you're talking about a shitload of fantasy guys. And Cody, I also worry about a lot of times we get like that fantasy itch, that DFS itch when it comes to the holiday games, but it's a very tricky Thanksgiving schedule where you yeah. have you have the in-division Green Bay at Detroit, you have Washington at Dallas, you have San Francisco at Seattle, and then on Black Friday, you have Miami against the Jets. So on paper, like we can get kind of excited for those as fantasy managers, but oftentimes, once in a while, those in-division games just get to be like ugly slugfests or they're a bunch of field goal fests, even if you get the yard. Mm-hmm. So those those games could be tricky. That could be a tricky stretch. Mm-hmm. Week 15, you brought the game up. Dallas and Buffalo. Stefan Diggs versus Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. For the first time ever as well. Now, if that was in Dallas... Oh, that would be a game that I would be marking off like crazy. Indoors shootout, you'd have the fanfare. It's just when you're talking Buffalo in December, you just don't know what you're going to get. That could be, yeah, I mean, Trayvon might be standing and be like, what you going to do, Stefan? Because it's like 18 inches of snow on the ground, and it's like you can't. He's not going to be able to get routed up by his his brother. Damian Harris gets 32 carries that game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. God, that's awful. So, so we talk. Let's not wish. I don't want to. I don't want to see that either. No, we're hell gonna no, those, hell no. Let's 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 go ahead and not. Um, how about you know we talked about which games are going to fuck us. We just talked about week thirteen, seven, and potentially fifteen. Is there any weeks that are just pure fantasy gold that you're looking on? I see uh, a couple. I, I just straight up really. Theo already said it. It was the buy thing for week 14. Like it's not going to be gold per se, but just not having to worry about any week 14 buys Mm -hmm. is nice. Um, I haven't really dove into the schedule. I told you guys I wasn't going to open it until we started the show, which is exactly what I did because I wanted to be indulged and surprised by reading (laughs) through it as you guys broke it down. So is there any weeks that are fantasy gold in your opinion as we look through the schedule? Well, the one week that kind of really stood out to me that I got kind of excited about was week two. A lot of times you Mm -hmm. see teams take a, a, little bit of a step forward um, from week one to week two. And the game that I love is the Minnesota Vikings, your Vikings going into Philadelphia. And remember what happened when they played last year, last year was just like a complete, like Justin Jefferson got shut down. The whole team got shut down and the Eagles made a statement. So that's like, Mm -hmm. to me, that's a game you circle. If the Vikings are taking a step forward this year, then that's a game that they're going to be competitive in. Let's see what they do in that game. Uh, and that same week is Baltimore at Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. that's like we Baltimore's a team. They they add Todd Munkin. They re-sign Lamar, sign Odell, draft Zay Flowers. This is a team that we're like, this is they're gonna take a big step forward. Let's see how you do week two at Cincinnati. You want to go take your division mm-hmm. back, go win against the Bengals. I mean, that whole week is is like landmine game after landmine game, and the Jaguars uh hosting the Chiefs. How about the Detroit? Seattle in Detroit. Didn't we just see this? Yes. That was a we, that we, was a shoot out. That was fun. I was gonna say, didn't we quite literally just see that? How about uh Dallas and the Jets? Like 
Aaron Rodgers, week two. It's not going to be week one. Week one, they have the Buffalo. Bu- they have Buffalo. So it's like that's going to be just a tough old matchup. Now they get to go to Dallas, Rodgers against McCarthy and a different jersey. It's not Green Bay. He's got, he's going to have all these weapons on turf. Like that'll be a good one. Uh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, yeah. Cody. Cleveland, Pittsburgh is big time because those, you know, mm-hmm. the, how div- difficult that division is. Yeah. Where, like, if Cleveland can go into Pittsburgh and get a win, they're feeling great about themselves. Or if Pittsburgh can just win that game at home, like one of those two teams is is going to take a big step forward, in my opinion, this year. Um, so that's that's a one I got circled as well. Jacksonville KC, like we go through the whole slate. The whole slate's pretty solid here. Jacksonville KC is a big matchup. How about CJ Stroud against Anthony Richardson? Or CJ Stroud Gardner Minshew? <laughs> oh no, that's not fun. That's not fun. Yeah, let's. We don't want. Could be that. Well, we won't talk about that. that. We won't talk about that. that. I we love don't want that. Week two. Week two looks fun though. That looks like that's going to be the game where you're going to just take all the overs and all the props, overs and all the totals, overs, overs on everything. Maddie, is there another week that you saw out there that uh, has your eye? No, week two is definitely was my. That was going to be my pick too. There's just so many matches. We didn't even talk about the beatdowns that we'll also enjoy yeah. for fantasy purposes. You know, the Chargers in Tennessee. That could be a game where Justin Herbert goes bonkers the giants have the cardinals so we're talking about saquon or danny dimes having a good game so there are so many really really fun games uh in week two but the other week that i do want to talk about it's actually the other side of the coin that theo brought up a few minutes ago week 12 thanksgiving week is pretty fun and if the divisional games don't bog down the fantasy production i mean we have some really great matchups we have you know green bay indoors at the in detroit on thanksgiving Miami against New York. That could be a game that proves to be two shootout type games with those type of offenses. Kansas City goes indoors to Vegas. Buffalo versus Philly could be a game that we have a lot of fantasy points scored. Baltimore and the Chargers. Again, if the Baltimore Ravens do take that step up in terms of their overall output of offense, that could be a fun game. And then the Bears in Minnesota indoors. You know, the what we want to see now is do the Bears can they can they or accelerate in garbage time if they're not there yet as a team but can we get a lot of garbage time points can we get a lot of uh fugues type points that's that type of matchup that even if minnesota goes up big chicago could play catch up there's a lot of points to be to be scored there and i just love looking at who has the warm weather games late in the season you know those type of atmospheres and who have the indoor games because i love track meets during the during the winter bill's eagles is such a good game in so philly good. i mean that's like yeah that, that's like game of the year level. And I think Buffalo will be challenged this year. I don't think they're going to skate through and be yeah. quite as dominant this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if I'm wrong, that could be two of the better teams in, in the NFL, you know, squaring up in, in a, like a, a huge game in Philly. So, uh, yeah, I love I love looking ahead like that, Maddie. And that that Chargers Ravens game, that could be like a big game with playoff implications. Too. Sure. So week, week oh, 12 yeah. is lit. Week 12 is lit. You brought up the Eagles and Buffalo Bills. That'll be the first time that Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts ever play against each other. Cool. Uh, another matchup of comps or comparable players as far as talent goes is Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. They'll play for the first time ever in week four at the New York Jets on Sunday night football. That'll be another good one. Uh, just going through some of those matchups. And then Derek Stingley and Jamar Chase the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Houston Texans. Those are former LSU teammates together. They will play week 10 uh, when Cincinnati hosts the Houston Texans. 
One of the other questions I asked on here was, is there any big NFL matchups that you're looking forward to? We kind of covered a couple of them, but is there anything that we missed out on? Is there any big prime timers that you guys have looked at or anything? Well, for me, I'm, I live on Long Island, so I'm not a Jets fan, but I want the Jets to win. Like They're kind of yeah. like the hometown team I would root for, and I, I absolutely think that that's going to be one of the most lit, uh, emotional home crowds you can imagine when they open up the season uh, on, that, on that first Monday against Buffalo. That's going to be like an incredible game for them, a massive opportunity. The The Jets have an, an interesting schedule because they have a very difficult first six. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then they, they get the – but it's difficult, but they also – but four of them are at home, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. They have that difficult one at Dallas. Um, a, a couple of these games are, are very, very tough, but four out of six to start the year at home. Then they go into the bye week. And they have an away game at the Giants, which means they play a, a, another home game, essentially. It'll be a neutral crowd. Uh, so if the Jets can somehow start the year 3-3 three and three or even 4-2, and two, I mean, you're talking about a team with a very high win total right now in Vegas, but they're going to have to prove it out the gate. But if they can come out of there and, and win four games, three games, then go into their bye week, come out and beat the Giants, they could have a lot of momentum going forward. But it's that Bills game. I think it would be such an emotional release for Jets fans that have just been starving for a winner to get an opportunity to beat the big bad Bills coming in town to open the year. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than that with Aaron Rodgers behind center. Massive implications. There's games favored per DraftKings. I I thought this list was kind of interesting because the Chiefs are favored in 17, the Niners favored in 16, the Bengals 15, Eagles 14, Bills 13, and then there's four teams favored in 12 games. Cowboys, Chargers, and then two teams that haven't been on this list in years. The Lions and Jets are favored in 12 games. Wow, that's wild. Aaron Rodgers has got a big effect, you know. And the Lions. I thought you guys were going to respond to the Lions more so than the the Jets, but... The Jets, I mean, the Lions have just so much hype around them. Yeah. Uh, And we're talking about the Lions. They have some great matchups in that week... Uh, 17 matchups in Dallas. Oh, cue that up for some fantasy championship fireworks. But I was looking at their first six games in relevancy to Jameson Williams. He does miss some juicy ones to start the year. He misses the Kansas City potential shootout, which we're excited about. Atlanta at home, Seattle at home, Carolina at home. That's rough for Jameson Williams rosters for sure. Atlanta and Indianapolis have no primetime games. Is that a mistake? I mean, even Houston as well. So, so CJ Stroud's not going to be on primetime. Bijan Robinson's not going to be on primetime. Anthony Richardson potentially is not going to be on primetime. Arizona is the one that's obvious. Sorry, I don't put them anywhere. But they gave Washington a primetime game. Did they mis- did they make a mistake by giving the likes of Tennessee and Washington a couple primetime games and and leaving Atlanta off of that with Bijan being there and with this Atlanta? I mean, Atlanta feels like the the snob out of this whole thing for sure. Yeah, they got dogged big time. I mean, even mm-hmm. if they even if they didn't add Bijan, they've made improvements to their team and it's a winnable division. Yeah. Right. Um, nobody wants to see Tennessee in primetime. Like literally, no one wants to see <laughs> Tennessee in primetime. They don't usually show up on primetime, if I remember. I remember, you know, I can just recollect a little bit the last few years, like the Bills taking for a dog walking. It just, yeah, it's not fun. But the NFL, what they're doing, I could see why they don't want to put Richardson Stroud on the marquee matchups because how many times have we seen young quarterbacks? I mean, I'm seeing ghosts happen to a young Sam Donald. I mean, it could be so bad for them in, in year one. 
It's right. funny you mentioned so, mentioned Bijan though, Cody. Like he's he's steamed up. He's RB two now on like a lot of sites. Um, and seasonal, going, seasonal, and he's going Ooh, like seven seven baby. overall, like underdog and in FFPC and a couple of high stakes places. But he opens up the year with Carolina, a difficult defense, but they're in Atlanta. Then he has yeah. Green Bay in Atlanta. Then they play Detroit. Then they play Jacksonville. So, like you can potentially see him getting off to a pretty pretty hot start um, with the two home games. Like he could, like the NFL might be really really upset that they're not giving one primetime game to Bijan. He might just come out and just do it. I was thinking the same thing because you look at the schedule and they have the fourth easiest through the first six weeks. And then I was like looking through the last six weeks, shout out to Warren Sharp for all this stuff from November 1st on, they have the easiest schedule. So it's like, we already kind of are expecting them to win this division. I know this division is kind of like all over the board as far as the mm. expectation goes, in my opinion, but Atlanta feels like the best team as far as camaraderie. And as far as build goes, like that's built to win the division. Right. Yeah. And they get the easiest schedule. They get the best player. I would say probably arguably in the whole division in Bijan, um, uh, if they win fucking 10 games, 11 games, time. that's going to be crazy. Yeah. And there's no prime time. The eleven is going to be kicking themselves because they were like, they got Desmond Ritter at quarterback. And if Ritter's go, that's probably where their brain was at. As far as the NFL goes, they're probably like Ritter's the quarterback. And if he goes out, who's the quarterback? They're going to have to sign Cam Newton off the street or some shit. Taylor like Heineke, this. baby. Don't sleep on or, the Heineke. They don't want Heineke in primetime mode. That's what they I'm saying. Like, they don't want that. They don't want that. That's exactly Chugging beers NFL's after the game. They don't want that in prime. They're like, these guys do not have competency at the backup quarterback position. So um, last question before we get out of here. I appreciate you guys all staying tapped in, staying locked in. Click that like button. Click subscribe. The game plan is tomorrow with yes, Matty Kiwum. Theo just had first class fantasy last night. These boys got shows all day, every week, every day, every night. Stay tapped in. Podcast channel and on YouTube. But from November 1st onward, no one has a more difficult schedule than the Buffalo Bills, according to Warren Sharp's model here. They play six of eight games against teams projected to be to finish the year with a winning record. They have easily, it's like a big gap between them and the Raiders, the most tough, difficult schedule. But for fantasy purposes, we're way ahead on this right now. Let's just start the conversation. The easiest schedules from November 1st on is Falcons, Colts, Panthers, Titans, Saints, Niners, Houston. Running backs. This is where my brain goes. My brain goes directly to running backs and league winners. I know a couple of those teams have dogs at running back, and a couple of them have some guys that are kind of ignored. I know we obviously got Bijan and Taylor and Big Dog, Camara with Kendra, McCaffrey. But what about Carolina? What about Houston? What about Tampa? Carolina is the one that kind of sticks out to me. They got Miles Sanders. They also got Chuba. Is it in this whole group of guys? Is there any, you know, Rams are also ninth on this list? Chicago's 10. And this is again way too early uh difficulty of schedule here at the running back position. But is there anybody or any teams that you would you would say, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna plant the flag here for now, and we got a couple months to look at this. But was there any any running backs in any of those teams that would interest you as far as being a late round guy or somebody for fantasy? I think that you know, you brought up Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor, like He's there in the first round, but like the hype is just not where nearly where it was. People just look yeah. like, okay, I'll take him. But he has the the week 17 matchup against the Raiders, and he has the week 16 matchup against Atlanta. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you have the Taylor playing for the first time next to a, a real running threat in Anthony Richardson. This could be like a Jonathan Taylor uh, renaissance. I, I'm not like pounding the table to draft him because I think he's more of like a 16-point-per-game guy than a 20-point-per-game guy, but he could really bring it home in those last two weeks of the season uh, and just crush it in the important weeks. Where did you have the Falcons on that list? They were number one, right? Falcons were Unski. So uh, just this is obviously so super early, but Tyler Algier super late. I mean, you were talking about uh, if there is a Bijan injury <laughs> at the end of the season. Don't say it, Matty Kiwum. I'm up. I'm up. I, I, I'm, I, it is what it is. You got a game plan for it. But even that, when Bijan is healthy, he ain't getting hurt. He's going to be knocking on all the wood in the room. Tampa week 14, Carolina week 15, Indianapolis 16 at Chicago week 17. There could be a lot of rushes to go around, including Bijan and Algier getting a bunch. So uh, especially I'm thinking in Chicago could be a low scoring game, bad weather, a bunch of handoffs. Tyler Algier could be that late, late, late sky that you could put on your back end of your roster and and have that might come through in the clutch late. I appreciate you guys for joining me talking about the 2023 NFL schedule. You can follow Theo on Twitter at the OG fantasy. You can follow Maddie on Twitter at Maddie Kiwum. but I just want to go out on this right here and remind you guys that I did say Chicago was number 10 on that list. And we're talking about league winners. We're talking about cheap running backs. We're talking about it was, it is, it always has been the answer. The guy that plays Detroit off of a buy Cleveland off that buy Arizona and then Atlanta in the fantasy football championship, it is, was, and always has been Roshan Johnson. It is, was, and always has been Roshan Johnson.